Happy Monday. QP Sports Exchange back on the air. Hoop Questions Monday. It's your boy Vince, and we have a different type of show for you today. Um, what we're going to do today is I'm going to focus in on the Los Angeles Lakers. If you're looking for all the playoff stuff or what have you, do not worry. You will get that. I am going to do a pod on Wednesday. So we have three pods this week. So we have Who Questions Monday. We're going to have a playoff pod on Wednesday. And then on Friday, it will be Football Friday. But I wanted to alert you that this will be a Lakers-centric podcast. We will be focusing in on the Lakers in its entirety. And the reason for it, there's so much stuff that has kind of filtered out and we're going to go ahead and soothe the soul of Los Angeles, the la la where I dwell. So we're going to do that today. Um, and again, do not worry. The playoffs will continue. I will continue to monitor everything. I did see the Trey Young just extravaganza yesterday in Philadelphia. I have thoughts on that. I have thoughts on the Nets. Um, I have thoughts on the Clippers getting past uh, Luka Doncic. And when I say Luka Doncic, I mean Luka Doncic. It's not the Dallas Mavericks. Clippers beat one dude. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. has some games, but he did not show up in the last one. And that pretty much costed him series. Uh, Christoph Porzingis was very ineffective. Um, he come he came out today and said that he was in a situation that he was just not used correctly. So you have that. And then obviously we're going to talk about the Nuggets and the Suns. Uh, first off, I want to give props to the Suns. I want to give props to Devin Booker. Chris Paul, CP3, um, Jay Crowder, and DeAndre Ayton played his face off in that series. And it was one of those things where did we see something like right before our eyes? Did you see like this kid blossom? And is this what it's going to be from here on out? Obviously, he was the first round pick. He was in the Luka Doncic draft. So he was number one. So now he's starting to pay off dividends for the Phoenix Suns. And I couldn't be more excited about that. As a Laker fan, yeah, of course, it hurts to lose. I don't like it. You know, there's a lot to get to with that. But you got to also give the other team credit. They played. They saw what was going on. They saw AD was compromised. They went right at him because Chris Paul saw it. And he went, oh, yeah, I'm going right at this dude right now and Anthony Davis wasn't long for the game um, I don't know if he should have even played I think that the um, I think the talking heads got to him I think this was more pride than you know his you know I don't think he I, I don't think he really thought he could play and I'm not saying, like, he was faking it. I'm just saying he tried because he wanted to show people that he was not soft. And uh, 
I think what LeBron said before the game, you know, even he said, don't worry about it. Don't don't play. We'll we'll try to cobble it together and see what you look like in game seven. You know, and that just didn't it just didn't happen. He re-injured the groin and he already had a compromised knee. So we're just in this situation where he was out and it looks like it just took the the air out the room and the Lakers got beat. And Devin Booker put on a absolute shooting clinic in that first quarter. So these are all things you know. I mean, a lot of people kind of gone over it, rehashed it. I just wanted to give the flowers to the Phoenix Suns because you know what? I don't care who was in front of you. You beat them. And now you're on to the second round and good luck. So, again, this podcast will be about the Lakers. It it will be about LeBron. It'll be about AD. It'll be about the offseason. It'll be about some of the stuff that's going on around the team. And then – what will happen is on Wednesday again, we will have a normal pod where we get to a lot of stuff, college basketball or, you know, NBA draft type stuff, that sort of thing. And we'll just do that on Wednesday. Okay. So that's where we're going with today's podcast. So buckle up, get in comfortable, get ready to go because we are about to start this show. Um, the only thing I can tell you about the weekend, man, I had a pretty good weekend. I just, I'm truly blessed. My wife is um, just an amazing woman. And, um, you know, we watch games. I took notes. I was researching what I was doing today. Um, it was just a pretty relaxing uh, weekend. And I also got some more news. I don't want to divulge it right now, but... Um, We'll get to it on Wednesday because I got some stuff that I'm really, really excited about. But just tune in on Wednesday. You'll get all the NBA. And then we'll do that behind the scenes that we usually do around the house. And the other thing is we'll have pod business news, right? So kick back, relax, and we are about to start this pod. And I'll see you in one second. Lakers Nation, what up? It's your boy Vince. This is a Laker-centric podcast today. We have a lot to talk about. We have a lot of things to go over. And for everyone else that's just a hoop fan and you're just like, why are we focusing in on the Lakers? That means you did not listen to the opening. So shame on you. But today's pod is a Lakers centric podcast and that's what we're going to do we're going to focus in on just all the things that are going on uh the loss knocked out in the first round we're going to go over some of the roster uh construction issues what they might be able to do um might be might have to give a little bad 
bad news about some of the people and see if there's any upgrades to be made. And we'll talk about some of the possibilities and we'll go from there. But the first thing that I want to get to is this, is that over the weekend after the Lakers lost, I could not fathom why people were so giddy about LeBron being ousted. You would have thought that this man had like kidnapped, kidnapped somebody's kid. You know, I don't understand just the 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 hate that he was getting. And it was like good riddance and whatever. Listen, what's that saying in Batman? It's like, if you're a hero long enough, you become the villain. And I think that's the situation. Is that the guy's been so good for so long. And we're going to go over a little bit of the accolades for you. Okay? Here's the thing about LeBron that I want everybody to know, and then we'll get into some other stuff. These are all things that you already know. You know that the man is a four-time champion. You know that the man is a four-time NBA Finals MVP. You know that the man is a four-time NBA MVP. You know that he's a 17-time All-Star. You know that he's a 16-time All-NBA player and 13-time First team all NBA player. He is a six time NBA all defensive team. He's also a five time first team all NBA defender. He's a three time all star MVP. You know about the rookie of the year. And he also has a scoring championship on top of that. Other than that, LeBron hasn't done anything in basketball, right? (laughs) I mean, I don't know what he can do. He's the guy that walked into the league with a ton of expectations. Everybody had anointed him just the second coming. And to me, he's delivered. Now, if you want to say, well, he should have more championships than Jordan. Okay, well, it's real hard to win the championship, man. I don't know what to tell you. It's not the easiest thing in the world. You know, there's some luck in it. And if anybody tells you anything different, they're lying to you. There's luck involved. You got to have health. You got to have dudes that were like maybe number twos on their team take lesser roles when you are on a team with LeBron and AD. You know, and can they handle that mentally? Some people can't. Some people can't. You don't know until you try it. You know, you don't know if Montrez Harrell is going to be an absolute good fit. I mean, your scouting and your player development people will kind of give you, okay, this is what he is. And, you know, and as a coach, I can understand Frank Vogel going, oh, yeah, I could use that guy. Yeah, he can do this, this, and this. Now, practical application when you see it live and you see how it plays out and you go well we don't have rim protection when Montrez is in there listen sometimes it's just how it shakes out the Lakers lost in the first round uh congratulations to the Phoenix Suns again um well I'm really happy for Chris Paul you know I just think that he's been a warrior his whole career that's another guy 
that came into the league doesn't he didn't disappoint whatsoever as well. And um I'm glad that he got beyond the Lakers and I wish him well against Denver and hopefully further. So there's that. Now as far as the LeBron slander goes, here's the thing that I don't get. The man is not really ever been in trouble. I think his only real misstep that people kill him on is the decision. But also remember, if I'm not mistaken, that guy raised like $1.2 million for the Boys and Girls Club for the decision. I mean, really? So we're going to kill him for what he did. Now, did I particularly think that was the right move? No. But I don't think his heart was malicious in intent in that situation. And then he went back to Cleveland. He went back home, brought him a a ring. You know, I don't think he was cool with Dan Gilbert at any point. You know, I just really believe that he went back and said it really think about this. It meant so much to him to give the the city of Cleveland a championship that they have been starving for for decades and he felt he owed it to the city he got him the championship and he decided you know what quality of life um maybe an owner i can vie with would be better and then he took his talents to los angeles you know what i'm saying so when you talk about the lebron slander and oh i don't like him or he's very calculated with his words or i don't see him as a re- you know as a real one or whatever it is or just all the mj comparisons and he's only got 4 mj got 6 listen man if you end your career with anything more than two titles and you were the guy right it wasn't like Listen, I love Robert Ori. He's my dude. He's one of the most clutch guys on the face of the planet. Robert has seven rings, if I'm not mistaken. But he wasn't the guy on the team, but he hit big shots. But he didn't have the pressure of carrying a franchise. Okay? It's a different animal. I'm sure MJ would attest to that. Ask other guys who never won a championship how hard it is to carry a franchise. Patrick Ewing never won a championship. Is he a terrible player because he never won a championship? No. He's not. There's other guys who haven't won. You know, we love Steph. Steph has, what, three? He he gets not nearly... The vitriol that LeBron does. We love stuff. We just love it because he's kind of like us. He looks like a normal guy, whatever. We look at LeBron and I don't know if it's kind of like a shock thing because he's so big, he's so skilled, he's so strong. It just seems unfair for somebody that big, that strong, that quick, that quick with lateral movement. 
you know, it just seems unfair, right? It's like the gods, the basketball gods just blessed him with just more, just abundance of excellence. You know, he has excellence pouring out his pores, basically, right? And I think maybe that's the one thing that makes him a little less relatable. But he should not be dinged or, oh, well, he's a paper champion or whatever slander you have for LeBron that you've been blowing up on your Twitter or blowing up on your Instagram or having hot takes in, you know, the locker room chat or whatever the case may be. Let me just say to you right now, do appreciate the greatness. Appreciate these guys going out there, just creating nothing but artistry and just pushing their bodies to their physical limits and giving it their all and just being great. KD is great. I don't have anything against KD. I don't have anything against Harden. The only thing is I don't like, you know, Harden's poor decision on how he left Houston. And I think if you got James Harden in a quiet moment, in a real moment, maybe you sitting at the bar with that man and you said, hey, hey, bro, like, really, what, you know, if you had it to do over again, would you have done Houston like that? I think even James Harden would say, you know what, I probably I probably could have handled that better. You know, my guy, Daryl Morey, wasn't there anymore. Oh, you know, all that sort of thing. I wasn't like real locked in with Raphael Stone or whatever. I just could have communicated this situation and we could have collectively come up with a better solution to get me out and get me to Brooklyn. Right. So I don't have anything against these stars. I don't have any, I just appreciate now. Yeah, we're talking about like physical on the court, you know, like do do I think Ben Simmons needs a jump shot and we'll get to that like on Wednesday's pod cuz today we're going to focus on the Lakers. The only reason I'm bringing up these other gentlemen is because they're also great. They're great at their craft. They bring it bring us a ton of excitement to the NBA. We appreciate it. You know, league pass was created for stuff like this, right? It was created for us to go, yo, man, I really enjoy watching KD play. Or I really like Kyrie's handle. Or LaMelo Ball is special and I like to see his development. Or anybody else, Zion and his just incredible strength, power, speed, jumping ability. Man, it's all great. So let's cut out the slander. Let's appreciate this man for... Giving us literally 18 years of quality. It's not even close. This dude has been dope for 18 years. He didn't come into the league going, oh, okay, well, I'm going to be like a, you know, spot guy. And I'm going to play like 20 minutes a game. And I'm going to average like 8 or 10. No. This dude came in the league scoring. This dude came in the league balling giving people the blues, giving people the business. And he's done it throughout his career. And he has had such a tremendous run. You know, a first-round exit for me, you know, as a Laker fan, yes, it hurts. It's not the end of the world. It really isn't. 
and we just got to have a little perspective. And also, Laker fans, we don't have this a lot. We might have to have a little patience. And I know we went through the rebuild. We had the baby Lakers. We had Lonzo, Brandon. You know, hell, shit, we had Julius for a while. Julius Randle. So now we have a Laker team who had a bunch of injuries. Um, they played then the Lakers in the Heat played to a point where they couldn't even put together a real offseason as far as like letting their body heal up, letting uh whatever little nagging injuries heal up, and then get in and do their basic work. And I will also say this, and this is no excuse because congratulations to the Phoenix Suns. It wasn't, it's not like I'm going, oh, well, if this happens, this happens. Listen. If this happened and if this happened, if a couple things bounce differently in my my life, I'm probably not in Los Angeles, back in Los Angeles. I'm probably still in Boston. Okay? I spent 15 years there. I enjoyed Boston immensely. I'm from Los Angeles. I love the weather. I love my lifestyle. But if things would have went differently in Boston, because I would have made one decision or another, I easily could still be in Boston right now. So I want to hear the ifs, the buts, the whatever. It is what it is. We ran into a bunch of injuries. We didn't play our best ball. And the Phoenix Suns beat us. And that's all there is to it. But as far as LeBron is concerned, when you talk about Oh, well, he got beaten in the first round, so he's trash. MJ had some first-round exits, too. Okay? So, let's not get it twisted like MJ was just chilling in the finals all the time. Because he wasn't. He was not chilling in the finals all the time. It took a, t- it took a while for him to get there. It was a process. He had to go up against the Celtics. He had to go up against the Pistons. And then he finally climbed that mountain. And then he showed how truly great he was. He got to the finals. Won three finals MVP. Took a little hiatus. You know, going through some stuff with his dad. And then came back to basketball. And won another three titles. And another three finals MVP. He's a great player. But... I don't want to hear about how less than LeBron is to MJ. You know what I'm saying? They're all great. Let's just appreciate. Now, let's see if there's anything else about the LeBron thing. No, we're good with that. Now, we're going to move on to something else. What we're going to move on to is let's look at this offseason. Lakers fans, um, We got a a, a, t- a tough little offseason to talk about. But before I get to that, actually, it's part of it. For Hoop fans out there who are writing the Lakers obituary, be careful. Because LeBron will have a complete offseason. AD will have a complete offseason. Now, we are a flawed team. Lakers fans, we can't shoot. 
we don't have enough shooters. It's a real issue. We gonna, that's why we lost to the Phoenix Suns because we just didn't have the shooters. We just didn't have it. And when you have two superstars that have some injury, um, well, LeBron was kind of compromised and AD obviously was just not really able to play. This is what you're going to get. Okay. Role players need to step up. They didn't. We saw it. Okay. People that they've been um, grooming and developing as a player didn't have their best moment in that first round series. There was a lot to get into and there's a lot to unpack and we're going to do it. And the one thing that I want to say to Lakers fan is this. Listen, I feel your pain. I do not. And I've been a Laker fan since I was seven years old. I did the tape delay. Magic Johnson playing center against the 76ers deal. Right? So I've seen it all. You know what I'm saying? We went through the years after Magic had to retire because of the HIV thing and we had the Nick Van Exel era. By the way, shout out to Nick Van Exel. That dude was I love I love that dude. I really did. Um, but the team around Nick wasn't great and we had some down years. Now we had some down years because we had the baby Lakers. And then we were able to get LeBron to come and parlay the baby Lakers into AD. And we got a championship out of it. Now it's time to cultivate another championship. So here's the first thing that we are going to talk about. And some of it is going to be hard to hear. So we're going to go to my goodness. We're going to start with Dennis Schroeder. And this is going to be an unpopular take, but I need Lakers fans to hear this. The intelligent people out there who know the salary cap know this already. The elephant in the room is that Dennis Schroeder is going to have to be a Laker in the sense of we're going to have to sign up to the contract. Now, as far as the money is concerned, the way he played in the playoffs, maybe we can get him for less. But this dude is going to probably ask for about 25 to $27 million a year. Now, is he a 25 to $27 million a year dude? No, I don't think so. I think actually what he's getting paid right now is where he is. I think he's a... Um, I think he's a, a a guy off the bench. I think he's a six man. I think he can be a guy who can spot start and give you those minutes and whatever the case may be. But his role is the six man role, a support role. Now, Dennis sees it differently. Okay. Dennis believes that he's a starter. And you know what? Here's the deal with that. Um, he can believe that. I don't know if Rob Palinka, I don't know if LeBron, I don't know if Frank Vogel believe that, but he can believe that. And if he wants to take his talents elsewhere, I think what we do is we kind of go like this. Hey, listen, 
we don't think you're a starting point guard, but there are other teams in this league that think you're a starting point guard, and we can give you the most money, but we got to do a sign and trade and figure, figure it out. Now, I'm not a guy who's sitting here telling you that Damian Lillard is coming to Los Angeles and Dennis Schroeder, $24 million cap hold, is why. And we'll get to the cap in a minute. We're talking about Dennis right now, but we'll get to the cap in a minute. I'm not on that. I'm not on that situation as far as Damian Lillard. Now, I do have thoughts on that. I have thoughts on other maybe possible moves they can do, and we'll get to that towards the end. But for right now, if you're a Lakers fan and you thought for one second that you were just going to go ahead and say, all right, good riddance, you get out of here, you're trash, you know, we'll start THT or whatever the case. No, we can't do that. We're going to re-sign this cat, and then we're going to trade him. That is what's going to happen. And it's no big deal. It's all love. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully the Lakers can get somebody back who can stroke the ball. We need outside shooting. So desperate. We're so thirsty for it. It's crazy. So that's the situation with Dennis Schroeder. Um, Now let's get to the cap. Now I did some research over the weekend and it was illuminating. Um, the Lakers, before we even before we even say start to say off season off season, they are nine million four hundred and ninety one thousand three hundred and seventeen dollars over the cap as of right now. It's the price of doing business. If you want to win championships, this is what you do. And that's what Jeannie Buss knows. She knows about giving money, putting money into the product, investing in it, and doing whatever it takes to win. So shout out to Jeannie Buss. Thank you for being our governor. Thank you for caring about the Lakers the way you do. Your dad got it. He understood what the Lakers meant to the La La. You understand what the Lakers mean to the La La. And Jeannie Buss, as a long time, long time Laker fan, I salute you and that organization. And I can't imagine what you gone through in this last year. Losing your mom, the Kobe situation. All this. So, God bless you, Jeannie Buss. Now, as far as the cap is concerned, here's the big thing. LeBron AD and Dennis Schroeder's cap hold eat up 73.5% of the salary cap. So, that's not including, including Kyle Kuzma's contract. That's not including KCP's contract. Caruso's cap hole, THT's cap hole. So you have three players that almost have three-fourths of the cap. Okay? The problem is, is that the third dude isn't like Clay Thompson. Right? Not trying to um, tamper. Shouts out to Clay. 
Yo, I saw you on your boat, Brody. Living your best life. I saw you on the IG flourishing on the ground. I hope Clay Thompson is fully recovered and healthy because he makes the association better. But the thing with the Lakers is, is they definitely have LeBron, but he's aging, right? We can't expect LeBron to sit there and give us 38 and 8 every single night. We're going to have situations where, you know what? He might need to take the foot off the gas pedal and give us 18. And then one game, give us 26. And then another game, give us 17 points. He's just older. But it doesn't mean that if he's kind of coaxed and massaged properly, that we don't get vintage LeBron in the playoffs. But that man is has played 18 years in the league. He got some miles on the tire, so to speak, right? So it's unfair to ask LeBron, I want you to be as great as your greatest in year 19. He's going to need some help. And I'm sure that Rob Palenka and the front office staff over there, the think tank, is really trying to cobble together whatever assets they need to get the player to suit LeBron and AD's game. So they will leave no stone unturned. And I believe that the roster that you see this year will probably not be the roster you see next year, right? So we got that. Okay, um... Let's see. Oh, let's get to the Rob Palenka statement. Um, and this was telling a little bit, but it was also stuff that we already knew, right? So this was a statement that Rob Palenka made. If you don't know who Rob Palenka is, he is the vice president of basketball operations for the Los Angeles Lakers. Also a Michigan alum. He was actually part of the Fab Five in the sense that he was on that squad. So, shouts out to Rob. This is what Rob said. There will be some difficult decisions that will need to be made. Um, it will be a collaborative effort, not just with the front office and the coaching staff, but with our superstars, LeBron and AD. He goes on to say... <clears throat> Hold on, let me change the page. Sorry about that, guys. I want to make sure I get this right. Okay. Anthony Davis and LeBron James are championship pillars of this franchise for years to come. Years to come. Of course, they, meaning AD and LeBron, are going to be involved in how we build this roster and what it's going to look like. These are statements from Rob Palenka. So, LeBron and AD will have some say in what the roster looks like, and they should have every right to do that. Because 
LeBron is super smart. AD um, is absolutely a savant on defense and on offense. He's just he's just crazy. Okay, so I like that situation, and I think that the Lakers understand the window. And Rob has said in the past that when you have LeBron on your team, there's a sense of urgency to win. There's a sense of urgency to literally microscopically dissect everything to make to maximize the chances of the Lakers bringing Banner 18 to the la la. All right. So Lakers fans out there, I just want you to know, listen, whatever you're into, okay, relax, relax. Let's just see what the offseason holds, okay? Let's not hit the panic button as of yet, all right? Now, I'm going to get into AD right now, and now this is the point of this podcast that I will tell Lakers fans this. We're about to hear some hard stuff. Okay? There is no slander on AD at all. But just like sometimes with family members, right? Sometimes you just have to say the hard thing. It might not be what they want them to hear, you know, what they want to hear, but it has to be said. For the situation to get better, right? So, AD obviously um, he tried to play in Game Six. Um, it was it was frankly it was hard to watch. Okay, it was really hard to watch AD struggle. Um, it was really hard for me to see him. Fog down in game six and just sit there. And I can tell that that man knew right then and there. He was like, we're going home. This season is over. Okay. And he was broken up about that. Um, the other thing is this. Now, I will say this. I believe that AD has to find whatever it is. And maybe because of the fact that it was a short offseason, just him, his body, the way his body ticks. Maybe this this rush to the new season was too much for his body to take. I don't know. I do know this. This is not the first time that AG, AD has been injured. Okay? This is not the first time. Okay, he uh, he had a lot of little nagging injuries in New Orleans as well. He missed some games there. But I think the criticism of of he's soft or or what Charles Barkley said about him, which was cold. Calling him street clothes. Anthony street clothes Davis. I don't know if that was called for. That was a slander right there. But I know Chuck. I know Chuck likes the laughs. He liked the jokes. I like the jokes. I like to come off the dome with jokes. But, hey, 
he is on TV. He's an analyst. This is what he sees. And regardless whether Barkley won the championship, that guy knows basketball. So I'm, you know, I'll hear him out. I just think it was it was harsh. And I would hope that um, Charles Barkley would send a message to AD and just let him know, yo, that was some TV talk or whatever the case may be. We in the showbiz deal. We all trying to get our paper. So I hope that that happens, but who knows, all right? But here's the one thing about Anthony Davis. He is, um, he's so extremely talented, and he's such a difference maker, and he's such an integral part of what the Lakers are trying to do. But AD needs to be available. Now, these injuries aren't like his fault. It's not like he's going out partying and whatever every single night. We don't see him flourishing on the ground like that. We have not heard stories about AD just killing it, you know, in the la-la, in the, in the clubs or anything like that. We haven't heard any of that, okay? There's certain players, if you throw their name out there, they'll be like, oh, yeah, that dude. Like, I think this dude, like, you know, clubs more than going to practice or whatever. So you have those type of things everywhere. But AD, he gets hurt. Now, I will say this about AD, and this is a defense, but AD is big. He's a big man. And he moves not like a big man. And I think sometimes that might just take its toll. You know, it just, the repetitive wear and tear that the NBA players puts on their bodies with their joints and their ligaments with the stopping, the cutting, you know, the acceleration, the deacceleration, jumping, taking charges, accidentally running into somebody who cuts your legs out from underneath you, or vice versa. But he just is a guy who... I think that he, whatever it is, I don't know. I don't know if it's yoga. I don't know if it's Pilates. I don't know if it's weight training, you know, a different style of weight training that maybe he's not doing now. But I'd just like to see AD put on about 10 pounds, and I would really like it to be more on the lower side than the high side. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want him, like, his legs, you know, groin, feet. That type of thing, squared away. Up top, hey, bro, do what you do. So, you have that situation right there. And, um, the other thing that's going on with this team is that, where's that? I just want to make sure I have everything. There's that. Okay. So, we're going to get into the roster construction in a second, but I'm going to say this one thing, and it's one thing only. Kyle Kuzma, where were you? We've heard all this about you worked on your game, and you've done this, and you've done that, whatever. 
But Kyle, you need to start averaging like 16 points a game. You know, there has to be another level. These are facts. It's uh it's hard because when the whole thing went down with New Orleans to get Anthony Davis, you know, there was a lot of people that were split on that situation, right? You had a lot of people in the Kuzma camp. You had some people in the Brandon Ingram camp. And you had some people in the Lonzo Ball camp. Well, New Orleans wasn't going to do that trade without Lonzo. So that's a done deal. Lonzo was going in that trade. Obviously, the pick was going in that trade. Now, you got a pick between Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma. Well, I think the Lakers, I know this is going to sound crazy. I think the Lakers made the right choice. And I'll tell you what. Brandon Ingram right now is taking touches away from Zion Williamson. Because he wants the ball in his hands. He wants to isolate. He wants to dribble the clock out. You know, 24 second clock out. And then start making his move with about four to five seconds to go. You know, he thinks he's a man there. So, putting him with LeBron and AD and you got this dude that's like, yo, I'm going to go get mine. I'm going to go get buckets. Maybe... Team not as successful, you know? It's like, yeah, it's great on paper. Like, this dude's going to give us 23. But is it really, though? Is it really like that? Or is it a situation where passing the ball, making cuts, making the right decision puts you even in a better spot? It's just food for thought. And when it comes to Kyle Kuzma, it's just now, do you trust yourself? Or... Is it such a a pressure cooker type of situation that would he be best moving on from the Lakers and going to a team where, you know, he can kind of be the man or second or whatever, you know, he feels that he is. You know, he doesn't have to be the primary dude, but I'm sure he would like to get 12 to 15 shots a game. And that's going to be hard being the Laker. And if he's a... You know, a guy that needs to get lather up, hit, you know, shoot about five to six shots, and maybe he's shooting at, after those six shots, he's shooting 33% or whatever. But he's going to keep shooting. So these are the type of things that, you know, when you talk about roster construction, what are you doing? Well, Kuzma is a situation where he's off the ball, so it's okay. And LeBron needs the ball in his hands. You know, there's not a lot of ISO basketball when it comes to, you know, LeBron. Like, LeBron just doing clear outs all the time. No, he does it strategically. He does it, you know, very efficiently. So, it's great all around. So, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about roster construction and what we can look for we're into the off season and we'll come up with some very very um what is it what am i trying to say weird trade rumors or not weird trade rumors we'll just make up fake trades you know not unrealistic ones or whatever but 
we'll, and we'll take a highlight on some guys and and maybe how these guys fit on the 2022 roster. All right, so I'll be back in one bit. Alright, let's get into just just literally irresponsible takes when it comes to players and what have you. No, not really. Um, the first and foremost thing is that God, I hate to be this guy. Lakers fans, I love you. But literally unless Dame Dollar decides to say, hell nah, I don't want to be here anymore. And I only want to go to the Lakers. And I don't care what the hell you get back, but I'm giving you a lot to this franchise and you owe me one. So you take back whatever it is that you can get, provided that you don't strip the roster that I'm going to. And get me to the la la. Unless that happens, we're not getting Damian Lillard. Okay? We're just not. Let's just go ahead and face reality right now. Now, I know a lot of you guys out there listen to Mason at Ireland. And I love, I love me some Steve Mason. But he, he definitely come up with some irresponsible trade rumors. Oh, I think we should get do-do-do-do-do. Listen, Damian Lillard is a great player. Will he be awesome on the Lakers? Yes, he would. He'd be great on the Lakers. I love me some Damian Lillard. That's a cold boy. By the way, shots out to the town legend, Damian Lillard. Thank you for another incredible season, my brody. Okay? Damian Lillard is an assassin. And yes, he would look great in a Laker uniform. I saw all the people making the jersey situations on Instagram where he's wearing a Laker uniform. And when my heart started getting racing and stuff, I'm like, oh, man, I love Damian Lillard. I love to have him as a Laker. But reality is, is that it would take a lot to get him back. I We don't have the pieces for it. We just don't. There's nobody we can give them that's going to match. Like, let's say Philadelphia said got wind of the Lakers wanting Damian Lillard. You don't think Daryl Morey is going to not trade Ben Simmons and whatever youngster he has to get Damian Lillard? Let's see another team that would, could use Damian Lillard that has assets. That makes sense, right? Um, you know, you, you look at New York. You look at... Um, I'm trying to think of other teams that actually have the pieces to do something with him with. Um, Golden State. 
not saying they need them, but I'm just saying they have the pieces as they wanted to radically change what they were doing. You know, so there's some teams out there that could go ahead and put together a really good package that would absolutely, we would be embarrassed. Rob Polinka would be embarrassed to go to Portland Blight. Hey, yo, THT, am I right? Right, that dude going to be better than Dame Lillard playing some Jedi mind trick. It just doesn't work that way. Now, as far as other deals that could be done, Miles Turner to the Lakers. Now, you can even actually expand that as well. And I'll show you how. Okay, so who else is on that team, right? Let's look at Indiana for a second. So you got Miles Turner. There's a good chance that he's going to be out of there this year. You know, DeMontis Sabonis has basically kind of put his stamp on that team. And that's the guy they're riding with. Now, there's some other guys. TJ Warren. Well, we already got AD. We got this guy by the name of LeBron. So, maybe not TJ Warren. Cares LeVert. Hmm. Could you imagine a younger version of KCP with a better shot? That sounds interesting. Well, I really want somebody to handle the ball, Vince. Okay, do you take a do you take a flyer flower uh the a flyer? I'm sorry, can't speak today. Let me grab some water real quick. A swig of water for the drinking man. Shout out to my boy Stone Cold Steve Austin in the Broken Skull Sessions in the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. But that's what my boy used to say when he do his podcast. So, listen, shout out to the working man. Going to take a sip for you. Okay, I'm better now. Hopefully I can speak. Great. Okay, so would you take a flyer on Malcolm Brogdon? Okay, like you could, you could change your team, Lakers fans. Don't look at this so bleak. And there's some, and and, and I'll tell you how you get there. I'll tell you how you get there. But relax, we're just throwing names out right now. But this team, listen, Anthony Davis does not want to play the five. Okay, we gotta understand that. Unless it's some kind of radical change over the offseason. I don't know if there's a come to Jesus meeting with LeBron and AD. And he says, hey, look, my brody, I'm going to need you to go ahead and play the five because I need to play the four. Because, you know, I'm slowing down a little bit. You know, my foot speed isn't as great. Now I can get out to that corner three, but I'm going to need you to go ahead and play that five. So we can go ahead and win these chips, right? Maybe that happens. I don't know. But if AD, which we do know, does not want to play the five full time, he is really dead set against it. I don't know how many times he said it, but he said it a lot. And he said it in a interview setting. 
I do not want to play the five for long stretches of time. I want to conserve my body and I want my body to take the kind of beating that it would take if I was playing center for 82 games. All right. So if he stays on that kind of message. Miles Turner and then pairing him up with AD. That's a that's a filthy, filthy combination right there. And it's not like it's going to take crazy amount to get Miles Turner because Indiana's been trying to blow Turner out for years. Okay? It's just the fit doesn't work. But if he's still on the roster, you you have to play him. You have to. He's too talented not to play. So you got that. All right? Um, Let's see some other things that might be reasonable <clears throat> now here's one that is a little far-fetched but i'm gonna throw it out there anyway this is called irresponsible scenarios alert now chris paul does have a player option he can opt out do you want a 36 year old point guard you saw his situation in the first round with the injury which sucks because it was kind of a, you know, fluke deal and just some bad luck, supposedly. So, I mean, really, you know, is that something that you want to do? I mean, it's a possibility. LeBron loves him. You know, the banana boat crew, how that works. Um, Let's see. Duh, 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 duh. Who else could we look at? Mm-hmm. There's somebody that was in my head a second ago and it just popped out. But going going back on the Chris Paul thing, you know, the, the thing with him is is this. 36. The other thing is that if he does opt out, he's gonna want like a two year deal with a third year option, player option. So you'd have to pay that man until age 39. I don't know. If that's even feasible, I don't even know if Rob Palinka would even even allow that concept to come into his head. I don't know because he's always said there was an earlier interview where he said about Dennis Schroeder. One of the reasons why he liked him is because he fit AD's timeline. He fit the oh well, if LeBron goes, we still got this dude in AD. So I understand the concept of what he's trying to do. So if that philosophy stays the same, I don't see Chris Paul as a viable option unless LeBron pulls the trump card and says, I want CP3. Okay? So you got that. The guy that came back to mind once my head cleared up um, is Kyle Lowry. The problem with that is, is that we're way over the cap. He's going to be a free agent this year. There is nothing we can do with that. Okay? So he's kind of out. Unless you do some kind of signing trade where Toronto signs him, trades him to us, we have to give up assets to get him. I like to hold on to those assets if you don't mind because we're going to have to do some stuff down the road. So, I mean... 
those are some of the players that are out there. I'm trying to think of anybody else that would be of any use to the Lakers. I mean, you don't want a aging Kimba Walker. No, that's that's not palatable, right? You know, now here's an option that might come off the bench for you. Uh, Drogic from Miami, right? I think he's in a year where he can opt out. And if he wants to kind of ring chase or whatever, you can come to the La La, Goran Drogic. You can come here and be off our bench. You're not going to start. Be off our bench. Give us a solid 20. You know what I'm saying? Solid 20 minutes. You know, score 8 to 12 points. Move the ball. You know, be that ball distributor. Get to the lane. Do all your Euro stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in on that. Just for the right price. Right? Um, And really, the Lonzo Ball thing would be perfect because he's just said, I'm going to shoot the shot the way I want to. I'm going to work at it. I've got a shooting coach, a motion coach. They kind of fixed some of it. He shot the ball great this year. And he would be a great addition. You know, the Lakers could double back and get Lonzo. Not saying it will happen. I'm just saying these are the options that are out there. And really, to tell you the truth, that's kind of about it. Because you're going to want somebody who is dependable. You're going to want somebody who's like on it. You're going to want somebody who is just so locked into this thing. So those are the guys that are kind of out there. Now, the Miles Turner and Malcolm Brogdon thing, I just thought of like kind of yesterday. And... um, Actually, who was it? I was talking to a guy on the locker room. And I think it was Brian. Was it Brian? I think it was Brian or Kyler. Shouts out to my boys on locker room. Ace. Kyler. Jason. Brian. Drunk Brian. Drunk Brian and Brian are the same dude, but... My boys tell me it seems like two different dudes. So shout out to my men's, my my dudes on locker room. Y'all get much love. Thank you for the love that y'all showed me last night as well. So Miles Turner's contract is, uh, let's pull it up here. So I'm going to grab my phone real quick. I'm going to kind of little vamping and whatever the case may be i think what it will do is while i'm doing this and looking this up is uh let's talk a little bit about um the playoffs yesterday yo let me tell you something trey young looked awesome he looked at home in philadelphia he looked like hey man this is not this is not so bad the fans are a little rowdy but i kind of like it and he was vibing off that deal he dropped 35 on Philadelphia, and it seemed very easy, by the way. So, Philadelphia, 
you got some you got some uh matchup issues. A couple of my guys in the locker room want Matisse Thibel literally kind of sewn to Trey Young. I told him I was like, I don't know if you can have Ben Simmons and Matisse Thibel on the court all at the same time because of the lack of shooting. He he did not want to hear that. He was like, Matisse Thibel on Trey Young. I need that to happen for us to win. So, hey, that's what the fans are talking about. Just throwing it out there. So I'm pulling up uh Indiana Pacers stuff. So give me one second. Um the other thing that happened in the playoffs yesterday is man, shots out to Luca. Shots out to Luca. Um and just his playoff run. His last two have been magical. And it's been a privilege to watch him play. And I was just really geeked about that whole situation. So you're just, you just, the, the guy is special. The dude dropped 46 yesterday. 46, 46 points. Shot 50% from the field. Kawhi, one of the best wing defenders that we've ever seen, right? PG is supposed PG thirteen is supposed to be you know pretty decent wing defender himself. Pat Bev has a defensive prowess, right? And it did not matter because Luka Doncic was just like, "Yo, what's up? I'm about this life, and we about to get this." All right, so I have Miles Turner, Miles Turner's uh, contract up here. He's making eighteen million dollars. Okay, Malcolm Brogdon next year. Is making 21.7. So that's 39 million dollars. Okay. So if we had a trade for Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner, this is what it looks like. And this is how we'll end our show. Because this is the trade that I want the Lakers to make. Malcolm Brogdon, Miles Turner. This is how we get there. Dennis Schroeder's cap hold of 24 to 25 million. Boom. You are most of the way there. Now, KCP is $13 million. Hello, 38. We're at 38. All we need is another million. Who is going to have to go? Who's going to be the lucky one? So is it Caruso? Is it THT? Is it Alfonso McKinney? Is it the Budweiser? Uh, what was that dog's name? Spuds McKenzie? Is it um, the Alien Alf? Is it is it one of the one of the Laker girls? No, I'm, I'm kidding. We're not listening. No human trafficking. It's a joke. Sorry. I don't want to offend the PC folks. I was joking. But, you know, I'm sure Jeannie got a couple stacks, you know, in the cushion somewhere to make that right. But we could do something where it, the package is centered around Schroeder and KCP and whatever. 
Do we have to give up the draft pick this year? I don't know. Do we have to give up uh, maybe a couple of future second rounders down the road? I don't know. But you can get Miles Turner and Malcolm Brogdon for KCP and Dennis Schroeder. So, Lakers fans, relax, chill. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to go over. Everything will be well. We'll be back next year or whatever the case may be. So, you guys, don't fret. We will be vigilant on these trades as the offseason gets underway after the rest of the basketball season. And by the way, if you are tuning in for this dude just talked about Lakers. If you go to the start of the podcast, this is what I said I was going to talk about anyway. We are going to have a full hoop questions Wednesday on Wednesday. So it's a three pod week, but this is not the show that I was talking about about three pods ago. Okay. I do have something for you. It is coming. We are developing. And I also want to tease this before I go. Within the next month, I believe that I will have four contributors, not just to this pod, but they might have their own show. We will get more into that on Wednesday's pod. But for now, be good to yourself. Please take care of yourself. Get your sleep. Um, have the right people around you so you can do what you need to do. So you can be your best great. Okay. Because if you don't take care of you, you can't take care of others. So take care of yourself. All right. Now, once you're straight and everything is good, you got yourself centered. You know, obviously appreciate your loved ones and stuff like that. Get that squared away. But the other thing you want to do is uh, make sure, you know, you're looking after your neighbors. And that's just basically that's just a, a hello a quick smile. Hey, you doing all right? Everything good? You know, if they can, you know, they need to borrow a little sugar, let them borrow a little sugar or whatever the case may be. And then um, we're basically almost open here in Los Angeles. I think the, the date is June 15th. Now, right, uh, around the rest of the country, it probably is y'all open, right? I know in Texas, I know down in the South, y'all way, way open and being way, way open for a long time. So please give back to these worthwhile organizations that are helping out people who are less fortunate than we are. If you are truly blessed, right? You know, you live in pretty good in a sense that you ain't worried about too much. You ain't worried about light bills. You ain't worried about anything like that. That's a blessing, bro. That is a blessing. If you're, you know, the type of person, you know, you got $75 to $100 a week that you spend on Starbucks, that's a blessing. Now, don't take that for granted. Okay? Don't take that for granted. So, 
if you can, either um, donate some time. If you're too busy getting after it, climbing that ladder of success, maybe you can, you know, throw a little green to these worthwhile organizations. You know? And the other thing that I want to tell people is this. Um, and I think I said it in the last pod is that I'm looking for contributors. I have a website that has the ability to blog. I have obviously a platform to podcast. If you are a passionate individual, if you're a creative individual, but you don't want to, you don't want to pay for the platform. You don't want to pay for the website. You don't want to have to edit. You don't want to have to do all that. Well, you know what? You hit me up on all my social media. You hit me up on at Twitter, QPP Network. And on Instagram and Facebook, you hit me up at Question Point Pod Network. Because I might have a spot for you. I want to build Question Point Pod Network into the ringer. That is my goal. Okay? But... You don't have to talk about sports. You can talk about movies. You can talk about fashion. You can talk about kicks. You can talk about video games. You can talk about, in a sense, what you want, except like negativity. Now, you trying to come with some like racist stuff or whatever the case may be, that's not what we all about here. We all about inclusivity and we about bringing people together and we about catching Bill Simmons and catching Kevin Smith and becoming that third podcast network that rises from the ground like a phoenix and we trying to get it going so if you're hearing this hit me up on my social medias you slide into my DMs and do what you need to do now For the QP Nation, I want to tell you about my appreciation for you and what you do. We are over 9,000 downloads. That's right. Give yourself a hand because without you, there is no 9,000 downloads. And I appreciate that. But we need to keep it going. We need to download and subscribe on a regular basis. I hope you got that notification on. And then what we need to do is we need to say, hey, did you listen to QP Sports Exchange this week? That dude said some real outlandish, far, far outs type stuff, but it was entertaining. All right. Hook your boy up. Hook your boy up. Because this is an organic grassroots situation. And, uh, you know, we just, we, we just try to do what we can. And with that, I'm out of here, man. Y'all enjoy y'all week. I'll be back midweek to bring more basketball content. Hoop Questions Monday will turn into Hoop Questions Wednesday. And then also Football Friday. So, with that being said... I'm out. Y'all just enjoy yourself for the rest of the day. Chill out. Get you something to drink. Get you 
get you some chill time and I'll see you in a couple days I'm outie